0: Morning. Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Good night, standing by. You're listening to the Ion
1: Canon Podcast. Laugh it up, Fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This
0: is it. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William, as well as friend of the show, Aaron. Today, we're going to be discussing the conclusion of our first Rebels two-parter, titled Gathering Forces. Now, as usual, we have a couple of announcements, or in this case, a couple of corrections and an announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, you want to take that for us?
2: Sure. Uh, the first part of the announcement, or actually the actual announcement, is Rebels is going on a mid-season break. It's going to return with the last six episodes starting January 5th. So it's going to be a while. We can make it through this. We're still going to be around. We've got some stuff planned in between this little bit of a break. We will do what we can, but we'll still be around.
0: Are we Uh, finally going to review uh, A New Dawn?
2: Well, have you finished it? Yes,
0: we are. (laughs) I I finished that a while ago, thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. I think we can. And then also, also, do you guys have the... um, the uh, Rebels Edge of the Galaxy book, this little kid book that came out that deals with Zare Leonis. Do, I do. Nope. Oh. You got, well, yeah, well, this one,
3: Once again, Stephen, holding I, us up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can review this book as well. We can. Okay.
2: So that's another thing we can do because I, as you can see, this is where I am in the book. It's not that far from the last time we talked because I'm in the middle of reading Tarkin as well. But we can talk about that, too, during the middle of this break. So that's something to look forward to. And a couple corrections, uh, I guess, from the last episode. We were correct that, I guess, within the Star Wars universe, there are a bunch of androids. Um, I took the android thing as more of Lobot. I don't know if anybody else took it the same way.
0: Yeah, so I I think that was my original comment. And I believe we got a Twitter comment on it, which is why we were going to mention it. But it was... I don't remember the name of, like, the Lobot-specific style of Android, I, but that's yeah. specifically what we're referring to, not, like, all people with robot body parts. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and the other the other correction we need to make is, I guess, when it comes to the clone that married the Twi'lek in the Clone Wars, it was, um, I guess we need to take out Laquane, or I guess it's Laquane and not Tup. That married the Twilight in the Clone War, So, yeah. when that was. Erin, called... uh, you actually pointed yeah, this out it's... to us. First of all, welcome back <laughs> on the show. We did let actually us
3: let you say hi in the, in the intro. So, yeah. hi,
2: welcome. <laughs> How are you
1: hi,
2: doing? Hello. We saved the best correction for last since you're on the show. So, yeah, so oh, welcome well, thank back you. To the show. We're glad to have you back. Good friend. <laughs> uh, I'm so
4: excited to be back
2: yeah so uh yeah
4: how how are you
3: doing and why were you shouting at your uh your (laughs) your podcast player of choice
4: well i was um kind of refreshing myself with uh the previous episode and watching uh empire day again and then watched uh gathering forces again and um So I listened to the podcast as well to make sure I wasn't going to, you know, repeat the same thing that had been said last week. And uh, when you guys started talking about the the clone uh, who might be Ezra's dad, you're like, wait, wait, what about that one clone that was married to the Twi'lek? And I was like, oh, it's Cut Laquane. And then you're like, oh, I think it's totally tough. Oh, yeah, it's tough. We got it. (laughs)
3: No, you're right. We (laughs) messed that one up big time.
4: I mean, it's, it sounds similar, and he was in only, like, what, that one episode, so I totally get it, but, you know. I was desperately I...
3: trying to find the show notes from that episode.
4: <laughs> it, uh, it just, it made me laugh. I was like, wait, I, I they can't hear me. I, I can't <laughs> <No>. interject.
3: <laughs> we, should have, we should have phoned a friend on that one.
2: Yep, yeah, we should have. <laughs> and, and we do have a Twitter account. Don't forget, we are on Facebook and Twitter. Comments are welcomed.
4: Of course, I did share. Um, Yeah, just of course not on on Twitter. I will never. (laughs) Didn't want to
3: embarrass us publicly. Now we're doing on the show though. So yeah, now we're doing on the show.
4: (laughs) I'm being nice about it. It just no, no,
3: it it wasn't you. It was we were the ones who made the mistake. So thank you for correcting us. Uh, It was embarrassing.
2: That's what I do. Our clones. (laughs) Ah, we thought we knew our clones. Well, I guess at this point we're into the episode rundown. So, William, why don't you take us into the show?
3: Sure, Tom. So this episode is season one, episode seven, Gathering Forces. It was written by Greg Weissman and directed by Stuart Lee. In this episode, and Ezra try to protect an Imperial deserter by distracting the Imperial forces. So, if you remember from the you know, the end of the last episode, it ended on a uh, on a cliffhanger, on a to <laughs> be continued. Uh, we we knew that Sibo had information on Ezra's parents. They're being chased by the Inquisitor, um, and boom, to be continued. And so it picks up right where the last, right where Empire Day uh, left off, with a nice little um, uh, dogfight in space, mm-hmm. uh, very reminiscent of like the Millennium Falcon TIE fighter battle from A New Hope. What did you guys think, think of this?
4: Interesting that. That is not the first time that they've opened an episode like that. Of course, it's it's a a continuation, but that was not the first time that they had done that. I was like, we're getting a lot of stuff in space, which is fun. I love it. Mm -hmm. I am okay with this. Yeah, so am I. As (laughs) you might expect.
2: I I do. I have to say, I do kind of miss the clones, but the space battles is something that I'm really enjoying because it's kind of making up for the missing of the clone battle action. Plus mm-hmm. there is some lightsaber stuff starting to work its way in. So we are getting a good mix of what was the Clone wars and what now is rebels. Mm-hmm. So it works. And I think, uh, this, I think the inquisitor was actually in the fight with this one too. And I gotta say, it's interesting with that little formation they had where he was in the center. It's like, yeah, think, you know, who's in charge with that one.
4: Well, well it, he didn't have actually, a special tie.
0: Well, it that's made true. Because, like, <laughs> you know, they're going through the fight scene, and we're like, yeah, the, you know, the ghost managed to take out one, and immediately, like, four more tie fighters just yeah, kind of...
2: There
0: were so take many. Yeah.
2: But that's what's making this so fun, <laughs> is mm. it's really bringing in space battles this time. Yeah. Like
0: it, and, well, I want to touch on something you mentioned. So when you think about the space battles we've seen throughout uh, the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy... These are actually, like you said, really, really close to A New Hope in the sense that yeah. it's really essentially the ghost flying in a straight line with everything else kind of around it or behind it. Like you think of some of the space battles we saw in uh, episode three, especially at the very opening, where it's a lot more chaotic or in episode mm-hmm. six, where you've got a lot more of the kind of in and out dogfighting. We don't really yep. see any of that here.
2: No, no. And I think the, the ghost did make that slight little shift to the left.
0: Yeah, the, the gentle leaning yeah, to the left. Yeah, the gentle shift to the left. <laughs> uh,
2: so at the, at the part of the space battle they're they're being shot at, Chopper ends up being taken out of commission and you've got Zeb coming in to take over because you know you've got to take out these TIE fighters. Mm-hmm. You know, and wow.
0: Yeah, well, so that, the f- focus of the episode, or at least this scene, was really on... Uh, you know, the, the TIE fighters are threatening the ghost, but we never get a good sense of how much in danger they are and Like, we don't ever see, like, their shields going down or anything like that. We just know that they're under attack. Uh, but the real focus is on Ezra and Sibo, who are in the back. And, you know, uh, I that was going somewhere. Uh, sorry. Sabine and Ezra were in the process of interrogating. And then Her- I can't get these names right.
2: No, that's Excuse okay. No. Me.
0: Sabine gets called to man the guns again, leaving Ezra and Sebo to talk one last time. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's where I was
4: yeah, going. Right. Ezra is so <laughs> angry. That well, that really angry. surprised me.
2: Well, he's, I guess Sebo was supposed to be taking care of him and somehow, and it plays out toward the end of the episode.
0: Well, that,
2: true, yeah. but we didn't yeah, know that
0: at did, first. Did you guys understand yeah. exa- exactly why mm. Ezra was angry? Like, I was actually sort a little, of like it, it, it sounded like Ezra blamed, you know, Sibo uh, for his parents' death so, or assumed death. Well, but we never
3: it, find it, out so, so why they were dead. Away. He didn't seem to care. He wasn't angry at Sibo. He seemed to actually excited to see Sibo. Um, until Sibo's like, "Oh, well, your parents are still alive." He's like, "No, they're dead." Doesn't mm-hmm. want to listen to him. And then, you know, Sabine leaves the room. He's like, wait, are they really dead? He like completely changes his, his tune and mm-hmm. then gets mad at Sibo for not saving them. Even the Sebo said he was too afraid. I don't get many details. Sibo said he was too afraid. Right. Um, Wasn't able to raise Ezra. Um, but Ezra seven. what was Ezra going to do? Right? right. I mean, what, what was Sibo realistically going to do to save his parents? And yet he's so mad at him for the rest of the episode and pouting and it just seemed like just too much.
0: I wish we had seen something from a like a previous like a flashback of some kind that gave us a better sense of what actually happened to Ezra's parents. And like Mm -hmm. I'm sure we will at some point but it was hard to sympathize with Ezra's feelings here when we we don't have any sense of what actually happened.
3: Yeah, it just like came off like a wait, he's being whiny. His parents
0: oh, drew the now? attention of the Empire. But but why? And how ha- like
2: a young, is it just whiny
4: an Imperial Right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. But they not well, like, like he's
3: yeah, throwing more of a temper tantrum really than anything else. Like you wouldn't say my parents <laughs> Well, I I I,
4: mean, I, I guess. wanted I was gonna talk about this later yeah. in the episode, but No, um, let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. Dive into it? Okay. Um at, at least, you know, looking back and kinda analyzing the rest of the episode with all the information that we get further down is that I think because Ezra has been without his parents for what he said, he was seven when they were taken or, you know, when
2: it, they disappeared, was, whatever. Yeah. It's almost like he's been a street rat for about six or seven for years, seven
4: years, okay. at least seven. Cause yeah. he just turned 15. Right. So it kind of, I, I think it's, if his parents are alive, that kind of, uh, just does away with his identity as a survivor as a you know an orphan then Mm. he won't know who he is at at that point point. i'm maybe reading too much into it already i don't know but that just i was thinking about that earlier that uh that that's his identity right now so
0: and that's something that's like orphan even if Mm -hmm. like that's a really big deal to have your parents suddenly come back from the dead and it's a lot to try and process at once Mm -hmm. so I'm not surprised in the slightest that Ezra would have trouble dealing with that. It's just, I feel like I I needed to know more in order to really be able to like get behind him with it, you know?
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. But the question is, are they really dead or are they just still prisoners of the empire? Because remember they were taken away from doing the underground radio station. So they have to be somewhere. And again, and we, I've said it before and it actually is playing out when you call attention to something, you, you reuse it. Like, like the, the fry are reused in this episode
1: mm-hmm.
2: very unexpectedly, but it was kind of cool when they did it, mm-hmm. but it's something to where they just, Hey, we called it out. Let's use it again. So there has to be something going on with the parents and somehow, hopefully at some point we'll figure out what's going on.
0: Yeah. So I think, you know, this is something we, we kind of saw in the beginning and then it disappeared when we got some of the the more one-off episodes, but they are very clearly trying to make Rebels... Um, each episode is an individual episode, for the most part. Obviously, this mm. is a two-parter. But they're they're trying to have a more overall connected story than the Clone Wars ever did. The Clone Wars did big four-episode right. arcs, so you'd find out in a given season, Obi-Wan and Anakin would have really one or two big stories, and that was it. I feel like with Rebels, they want to tell one big story across multiple episodes. And so, obviously, like you mentioned, Tom, you know, the first... Uh, the first couple of episodes bring in the uh, Clone Wars base and this brings, like, it comes to fruition here and now we're bringing up Ezra's parents, which I'm sure will be part of the later episodes.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: It's my two cents at least. Feel oh. free to disagree. No, no, but
2: but it it acts it actually works very well. I mean, if if you're looking at, mm. I think what is trying to be built here is they are trying to tell one like Star Wars has always been, it's always been one huge story. And as Greg said in our interview, when we interviewed him, they've got this one big story told in three acts. Now, however long it's going to take to tell that. Yeah. However long it's going to take to tell that story, it's still going to be three acts. So this is the first part of the act, how this first part of the act is going to, to end. We don't know how many episodes it's going to take. We don't know. We don't even know when it's going to move into a second act. I mean, could the first act be finding out Ezra's background, and then it's going to end with his parent? If his parents are, you know, this is all supposition, but if his parents are alive, is that going to be into the, the first act? And that's gonna what's going to take that into the second act? We don't know, but this is one big story they're telling here, way different than the Clone Wars. hmm
0: And I I have high hopes for it as well because we we've clearly got some some good story beats set up so far with mm-hmm. Ezra's parents and so on, and I. Right. I can't imagine they're not going to use that later. That's got to be no. a pretty major plot point.
2: No, and, and we actually, for the amount of characters we've seen so far, I am really liking the Inquisitor, especially when he gets toward the end and mm-hmm. he's actually battling Ezra. There's a couple lines that, that he said that are just like, you wouldn't want to say chilling, but he is a very good character. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you've got, oh God, what's, what's the guy? Uh, you can use a pun with his name even callus? peel <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, not even peel <laughs> not even peel it's 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 the, the the empire guy that always goes after zeb
0: uh callus callus oh I mean yeah.
2: he's a callus guy i mean you got you got that's a, true yeah you will want <laughs> there you go i had to throw something in there with callus um <laughs> but he, he is he needs to develop a little bit more but he is still a very interesting character I've really not seen a character so far that I'm like, oh, I can't take this character yet. Mm. You know, Sebo, when he started, I almost, almost saw a little bit of Jar Jar in him. I mean, just a hmm. smidge, by no, if you really see his first, his first introduction, there was a little bit of his acting. It was like, oh no, but then it was reeled back in again. But I haven't seen a character right now that is annoying as, I'm not gonna say if Jar Jar was written correctly, which he was, he's a good character. But there hasn't been anything so far in the show that it goes down that route. So But we're way far away from the episode in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, sorry to go off on the tangent, people. That's what happened. So in yeah,
0: the show. so Ezra goes off on SIBO, SIBO goes goes up to the front, they jump into hyperspace, uh after SIBO gives them hyperspace coordinates and off they go. Oh, and the Inquisitor sticks a tracking beacon on them
2: which right, plays into that a little bit later. That was pretty cool. When he shot the tracking beacon, they were very lucky and ended up on the phantom.
0: Okay. Here, I've got a question for you guys. Go
2: ahead. Go ahead.
0: So at the time, the inquisitor just had almost just delivered a line. Like, you know, they can't escape now because they'd just gotten the extra tie fighters. And before like they've jumped into hyperspace, they're doing a ton of damage. He makes comments about how their shields are almost down. Yep. That is the moment he chooses to launch his tracking beacon. And I'm not sure why. Like, what I... did he have for thinking they were about to escape? <laughs> or was it was it just like, hey, maybe they will escape, and I'm gonna be the a smart bad guy and take precautions
2: to do something grievous would not do.
4: <laughs> well, I was um, also listening to last week's episode, thinking about that about the Inquisitor, how they they the rebels seem to always get away when they get confronted with, you know, by him just kind of maybe dumb luck or something happens. They, they're really not escaping of their own, you know, brute strength and force. It's just something lucky. So I think to me, it seems anyway, that the inquisitor is, is very powerful in his own right. Of course he duels Kanan Mm -hmm. very handily, easily beats him several times. Oh Um, (laughs) yeah. So I don't think that, the inquisitor is just incapable of catching him I think he maybe has a like a bigger mandate not only to bring these rebels in but to also weed out any others that they may be getting to or reaching out to or mm-hmm. hiding with so he's, he's trying to cast uh, cast a wider net than just these these couple of rebels
2: That's- I, I think what you I think what you're saying is he's very calculating. True. He really yes. he really thinks through what he's going to do, mm-hmm. and I think then even it, when it gets, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, sure, he had them dead to rights. He could have blown them up, but what good would that have been if he could use? So,
0: do you them think he let them escape? Then you think it was intentional?
4: I think the tracker is that kind of clear. Interesting. <laughs> okay.
2: I mean, hmm. we've seen it done before. It was done. It was done in a new hope. True. Track- yeah. So, this could be a this this could be you know a prerequisite to what happened in a new hope. He let him get away.
4: I think so. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'll buy that. But so Sibo jumps in, and uh, the Navi computer is of course offline. Choppers offline, and uh, Ezra's Ezra trying to fix, it, to
1: fix it, yeah.
0: which is not going to happen. But Sibo leaps in. Goes underneath the console for a moment, and they manage. They jump into hyperspace almost immediately.
2: Now, there's one thing that happened in hyperspace that first off, you got to get to the point to where Sibo does say that they're tracking them,
0: which is a very which, lucky guess, to be honest. But, well, but, I'll... but
2: also, it's it's a lucky guess. But if he is that kind of an android and he's got all those schematics, it does kind of make sense that he has the ability to sense what's going on, electronically sense what's going on mm-hmm. and hook into a computer mm-hmm. system and, and see, and he knows about it. And I think this other, well, I don't want to jump ahead, but I think what happens at this point in hyperspace leads to probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen from hyperspace, but that was jumping ahead because there is well, all not, that.
0: Not that much jumping ahead. Well,
2: it's not <laughs> jumping ahead, but there's conversation <laughs> going on as well you know th- there's the there's once once the ghost enters hyperspace you've got the inquisitor that goes on to the bridge of that star destroyer which that was really cool because that was one of the things that I, really I,
0: that's actually i forgot to mention that earlier i really yes. enjoyed seeing the two star destroyers at once
2: so did i <laughs> i, I love that but i also i loved how it was that call back to a new hope we had darth vader it was very reminiscent of him walking the bridge up to the up to the glass Mm-hmm. So, I really like the nods they're doing in the show to to you know, to a new hope.
4: That admiral was D Baker. <laughs> is it really? Yes, it was. <laughs>
2: okay. To point right now, yeah, I don't I I basically when the show's over on Disney XD, I just find out who the writer is, writer and director and I stop. I really should well, be I just fun-
4: heard it as he's like talking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Because I haven't gotten to the point yet where there are some voice actors I know. I know Jim, Cumming by, Jim Cummings by heart. I know Jess Harnell by heart. I know some of these guys by heart. But when it comes to the Star Wars guys, please don't shoot me. I don't know them by heart yet. Oh, no. <laughs> it just makes I, really I,
4: because last week we were all crazy about, oh my gosh, um, Ezra's dead. Sounds like one of the clones. and Yeah, I, I, I remember like, that. Well, so, but then this Admiral is also D. Baker. That's true. So what you're saying what you, is what you,
0: everyone is D Bradley Baker
4: as our resident. <laughs> uh,
0: that's, the, that's the big surprise. I, I D wouldn't be Baker. surprised
3: actually. I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> <laughs> but Aaron, as, our, as our resident clone expert, what do you think of this, this theory that uh, Ezra could be related to one of the clones uh, and or a Jedi? I, no, no, no. No, because you uh, you don't think it'd be true, but you really want it to be true, or <laughs> no, because you just don't think it's true.
4: <laughs> no, I don't think it's true. Um, I, I, I guess maybe the the timing of it would seem a little weird, but I don't know, especially when they first started, uh, you know, building rebels up and announcing what it was going to be, who's going to be in it, you know, all this stuff. They made very very clear that it the rebels was going to be its own show it was mm, yeah. not going to have a lot of crossover from the Clone Wars, which we have seen is kind of not true i mean they have nods here and there um there's
2: been helmets there's been hardware the
4: oh yeah. my god the i know it. <laughs> there,
2: there's there's um, been stuff mm-hmm. there is um, the the what do you think but, of the I,
4: that i don't think uh, they no. I don't think that they would marry the two shows that closely after being like, no, no, no. Rebels is going to be its own thing. No, it's totally not going to be Clone Wars Part 2. So
3: what you're saying is Ahsoka is not Fulcrum.
4: <sighs> as much as I <laughs> want it to be, I don't think so. Okay. As much see, as that I... would make me squeal with my happy fangirl heart, I don't think that will happen. But it may be somebody else in the background. I don't know. But I, see,
2: that I, would be I, fun if they do throw us a left field.
4: That that would be true. That would.
2: That, yeah. that I would, would be, be okay. such that feel.
0: <laughs> So it's all just a. Clone Wars Part Two. No, that's absurd. It'll never happen. Just so we're
4: that much more surprised when it finally does.
3: <laughs> Other people have been known to do was... that.
0: Yeah,
4: well, exactly. That's true. I just I'm trying not to get myself all worked up about it and be like, oh my gosh, it's totally in the Clone Wars, and then it's not. So. As as much as it would please me, I'm trying to keep my expectation not that high. <laughs> gotcha.
0: That's actually probably a much better way to go about it, but uh
2: <laughs> probably just not the show. It anyway. <laughs> I I'm just sitting back and enjoying the show. Wherever it leads me, hey, why not? I mean, I I, I think the way the show started, it started it has started much stronger than the Clone Wars did for first season. That, I have to say, I'm, I'm enjoying immensely. I have not seen, I will say, I have not seen a bad Jar Jar episode as of yet.
3: Well, Jar Jar isn't in the show at all. So I know, that, that's the that's <laughs> thing about it. But, but, hey, uh, don't you
1: are hey, yeah, just, just, just wait. wait.
3: In, in the next episode, he's going he's gonna to appear in the episode and say, Hello,
2: Marlon, just back. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about not, not I, I think it was Bombad General that had that, Bad Jar Jar voice.
3: Yeah. Because
2: I, I loved Bob Bad Jedi. But it was the oh, other one was that was... What was
3: his name? Like, um, BJ Hughes, was it?
2: Something like that. I, I, I think for me, that's like erased from my memory. It was just so horrible. I think, William, you could have done a better job. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, get, we're getting way <laughs> off topic we're here. We're still because, way off track. Okay. We're still can off can track. You because you, know, we, you have to bring... <laughs>
3: That's the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it was BJ Hughes. Sorry. I was just curious now.
2: <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. But No, to to bring it back, I mean, we we brought up the, the thing about the tracking device on on the Phantom, which actually worked in everybody's favor because at least they're able to get rid of it. And we were trying to figure out, you know, SIBO, how he was able to know that. But then then it's a the thing where and this is where I said there's that little bit we're kind of missing out. There's the interaction between Kane Kanan and Ezra. It's like, you know what? You know, Ezra you know, I need your advice on how to proceed with SIBO because you know what? You're the one that has ties to him. What are we going to do with him? And to me, he acted like a little five-year-old who just like, you know what, I don't care because putting on that helmet, it's like you just want to say, dude, what are you thinking? This is your responsibility. What do you want to do? And he acts like a five-year-old. Helmet I on, I don't him. care. <laughs> cut, yeah, cut it yeah. to me, it's like, you know, you just want to. Dude, yeah. come on!
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was impressed that Kanan gave him that much sway with the group already. Yeah. That was that was really neat. Also, I, I want Ezra's bucket, but... Yeah, I was,
0: <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to mention that. It's a very nice <laughs> <romantic> bucket.
4: <laughs> Gee, am I so predictable?
2: <laughs> Just a bit.
4: A, I'm, a I'm, sure,
2: I'm sure we will see some of those next year.
4: I, we, have, we have
2: a couple months before Celebration. I'm sure they'll be popping up.
4: Oh yeah, they're they're already working on the uh, the transport drivers and yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> of course. Oh god, it's going to be so fun to see at Celebration. I I cannot so wait. Excited. I know I I cannot wait. We're but only again,
3: six months it's not... away.
2: I know.
4: Less than that. It's like less fun. than that.
2: Less. Yeah. It's less. Anyway, so, yeah, we're we're getting off topic one more time. So, Sorry, but I,
0: I feel like our listeners are probably used to that at this point, especially okay. on this episode where we are like six <laughs> minutes into the episode and <laughs> and thirty minutes of recording, recording time. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's <laughs> standard.
2: Yeah. It's it works. It, folks, you've known us, known us for how many years? It's what you expect. So, <laughs> but but th- to get him back to the actual. Issue they have at hand of being tracked. I have to say one thing in this that worked out very well is how they dealt with it, because Wait. I have never seen a ship separate and fall out of hyperspace before. And okay, that so was I love
3: a- this
4: crazy. Okay, I ahead. love
3: this in huh?
2: Somebody else take this.
3: Okay, Go ahead. Okay. So I, Hyper- I love the idea of this in theory. I've, you know, always wondered what, what would happen if you were to jump out of a ship in hyperspace. Yep. Um, this sounds really cool. In practice, I I didn't like it. The spinning all.
0: was a little too much and the, the super bright colors so and especially looked, once they got back into drinking.
3: Straight out space. of anime. Right? All they did was just like put colors over their faces like, like or, it was just I'm I, so I, I, bad. I'm sorry. The animation is normally really good in the show and the, the the visual design, but I could not stand it. It looked like the cheesiest couple seconds I've seen in Star <laughs> Wars in as long as I can remember. I'm sorry. I hate to say that.
2: But I'd
0: say okay. that's fairly okay.
2: accurate. It's true. I, I mean, I, so, I will better. say this. I will say this. I enjoyed it for what it was. The only thing that bothered me, it had a hint of Star Trek. That's what bothered me.
4: That's it what was, that noise was.
3: It was just like a bright light with a <laughs> sound effect in the background. And like the lights, like this pinkish, uh, orangish light, red light is like shining over their face. And like, where is this even coming from? It's blue in hyperspace. No, None of the light actually ever enters the cockpit when you go into hyperspace. So why is it all of a sudden... Is it supposed to be like tearing the ship apart? There's a lot oh, of the I... mechanics of hyperspace that Steve and I think we should get into if you want. <laughs> oh,
1: um,
3: <laughs> like, so for I... example, and I would we love to hear your thoughts time. on this, Steven. I'm just going to like throw a couple things out here. Uh huh. So, they... I thought what you did is you plotted a course and you entered hyperspace. If you wanted to uh, change course, you'd have to drop out of hyperspace, replot, and then, and then go back into hyperspace again. Yep. Um, that
0: is correct to my understanding. So... Uh-oh. Did they just
3: get lucky to go past uh, Fort Annexes? So. Uh, and, and, hold on. I don't, I don't, I'm going to answer all these. Okay. And then the other part of that is even if they were going straight past the Fort Annexes asteroid, um, they would have to be really, really, really lucky to drop out of hyperspace at the exact moment they would end up next to it without having to travel, I don't know, months or years worth <laughs> to arrive at the right place i know i don't think the phantom has a hyperdrive. Well, well so, it
2: did if it didn't it wouldn't have fallen so out they only yeah, have a no, sublight does, drive because
3: that, that's how they got there last time is it okay yeah, they, so maybe, maybe, sure maybe i thought they, they, they just hyper. dropped them off outside and they left maybe i'm wrong point is though they dropped out of hyperspace and just happened to be right at the asteroid i'm like guys you're traveling at the speed of light you're okay. traveling at the speed of light it has to be like bullseye and a womper at a thousand miles an hour
1: Hey, Sorry. you know what? Who Steven, talk P6 about the physics back back
3: of back this, please. Steven. <laughs> this whole scene, but uh, okay. it's be crazy. So, <laughs> I just want everyone to know, I'm
0: reading through the show notes. Like, I've watched the episode. And in the show notes, it's literally just, like, you know, we've got a point for, you know, they drop out of hyperspace. And there's literally a point which just says, D, Steven on the physics of hyperspace? Question <laughs> <laughs> like, mark? Really?
3: Okay. Hope you did your homework, Steven. <laughs> I... <laughs> As our resident vehicle slash... Star okay, Wars. Okay, what was that? Not right
2: now. My, I don't have my glasses on. What point?
3: So this is
2: 15d. 15d uh, uh,
0: uh, yeah, is the point. Uh,
2: okay, all right. So <laughs> and, Steven,
3: impress okay. us with your knowledge of hyperspace. See,
0: but like, I don't actually have much to impress here. Like, as far as I understand, you are correct you, like, hyperspace travels plotting from one point to another, and normally you will plot multiple jumps, because you have to like, hey, there's a big planet in the way, or a big asteroid field.
3: You don't just turn while you're in hyperspace.
0: Yeah, you, like, it's usually once you're in, you're in.
2: Listen to the left is acceptable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to say, the probably best description of being forcibly pulled out of hyperspace is, uh, in the Thrawn trilogy, uh, first book, when... Luke is pulled out of hyperspace by Thrawn's uh, Interdictor cruiser which is also
2: yes, yes 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 the, the first time we're
0: introduced to it and yeah it like it's a fairly rough transition it's a little bit different in that case because there it's that the, the hyperdrive gener- generator is detecting a gravity well
3: so it's yeah it's dropping out in an emergency yeah, and it's, a, it's also legend status but
0: yeah so it's a little bit different but the the idea is the same is it's just a lot of force yeah. put onto the ship so uh, um, I am ex- uh-huh. willing to accept that they carry momentum f- out of hyperspace. Uh, okay. That I want to say is actually far, probably pretty standard from the other times we've seen hyperspace to use. It's not like they come out and have no uh, momentum. And, and I forget, is
3: it is it just a, a, a speed or is it like a different dimension that they... It,
0: it is a different dimension. That's what I it thought. It is a part of, I was going to say subspace. I guess technically it's <clears> hyperspace, <throat> but yes, it's a different dimension entirely and uh, yeah. Yeah. So
3: they they somehow managed to drop. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. like, like, I
0: want to say if something detaches
3: from it, does it just stay in that dimension, or does it because it doesn't have a hyperdrive, it would then fall out into real space?
0: Um, you're asking questions I'm not sure I can answer, which is unfortunate. Come on, (laughs)
3: Professor Steven.
0: No, see, I'm. I have so many different, like, multiple, like, hyperspace style. like faster than light travel methods from various series in my <laughs> head that I'm not actually sure which is which at the moment. I
3: <sighs> but see, I knew I knew that you at least have I know it's, some it. I'm trying to remember, especially in the, your point that I have so many different styles of hyperspace basically from different sci-fi franchises well, only proves like my a lot point. of
0: them are similar but like some specifically reference like when you jump into hyperspace you're actually enclosing your ship in like the hyperdrive is creating a, a bubble around your ship if you will
3: right and right. you leave the bubble you, yeah and, and you right, leave the yeah.
0: bubble and then you either get destroyed sometimes or you get lost in hyperspace or you just you know yeah like what we saw here is you fall out um as far as star wars goes i'm I want to say it's okay that you can just kind of get knocked out of hyperspace that way.
3: It seemed okay to me. I mean, like, yeah, honestly, that, part didn't bother me. that I'm not I really worried agree. The
0: effects on it were awful.
3: And <sighs> the fact uh, that they were able to drop out right next to and the asteroid that, that's
0: the other big one. That one's uh, improbable, to say the least.
2: Okay. Uh, I, I have a I have a very simple simple solution to this conundrum we're in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the suspension of disbelief. <laughs>
3: Well, the suspension disbelief does not help me with that bad animation
4: Okay, of dropping I, the
3: hyperspace. I'm, I'm sorry. That did suspend that? my disbelief.
2: I just no, I
3: just no it, it failed to suspend my disbelief.
2: Do, do, you guys I, remember, I, do you guys remember the first Star Trek poster, how it had those little no, rainbow no. lines in it? Okay. <laughs> That's what that reminded me of when they came out of hyperspace and they were falling. All those lines reminded me of that first Star Trek poster. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Aaron, I'm sorry, Aaron. I think you want to say something. Go ahead. I didn't want yeah, to cut you off.
4: I was just uh, on the uh, suspension of disbelief thing. My uh, my family likes to tell a story on me when I was uh, I guess I was on Wikipedia just randomly looking through stuff and I found a page on Aura Singh and it listed her I guess her birthday or how old she was or whatever and and uh, how she was being included in the new books that were being written uh, the you know like what is it, 40 ABY or something? Yep. And I was like, what? It says that she was born like 41 BBY, and she's still alive and hunting in ABY? You know, 40 ABY? And my mom's like, Aaron, it's make-believe. And I was like, but they make it believable. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the whole point. Exactly. <laughs> uh,
2: if, it did, if it wasn't believable, it wouldn't be nitpicking. Yes. And we wouldn't have anything to talk about in the show.
4: And Steven <laughs> wouldn't have uh, an honorary doctorate in. Hyper-space. Yeah, apparently. Although well, I'm not, I'm not sure I earned it today. William, <laughs>
0: really, you you established all of the points with far more without all the unnecessary science. Um, although I actually expected you to say so. There's that line from the first new Star Trek movie where it's what is it like hitting like hitting an, an apple with an arrow while blindfolded, while in, like, in space floating, while riding a horse, or, you know, some, I don't remember the exact uh, I yeah, yeah,
3: forgot lines. about that. It's, I've only seen the movie, like, once or twice. But That's I think right. you're right. But
0: it, yes, it is that is. We're pretty much at the same sort of thing there. Like, it, it inc- should have been thing, hard. Yeah. They shouldn't have been there in the first place, and it looked bad when they did it.
2: <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> It worked.
3: No, <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say <laughs> well, it worked. I, I mean, they it got out of hyperspace, story. and we know that you can drop out of hyperspace. Like, I that, understand, but I wouldn't but say that it worked.
2: The it moved uh, the story. Landed uh, in the, the wrong The forward and working is hey, well, hey, not one on. of the
3: same.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, Tom, we could have a story where it's like, so the rebels showed up, and then they magically appeared on another planet, <laughs> and then they beat the bad guys. With their magical other things. Like, you know what? It, yes, you're right. That did work in that the story happened. However, that doesn't it's mean it's not a
2: good Oh, that's the wrong the wrong science fiction uh, series. So
0: what? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Anyway. But you know, so we arrive at Fort Anoxys, the asteroid base. <laughs> and we get uh I thought the first piece of character development in Especially in this episode, and uh, it was really good for the rest of the series as well. Uh, that didn't make any sense. Ezra gets some good character development with a conversation with Kanan about what he's really, uh, mm. what he's really feeling.
2: Well, it, it's also it's like it, it's it's like Kanan, it's like what are you afraid of, okay? And and Ezra was just like, and he he said it, and then you know Kanan sat there and said, look, you know. As words of encouragement, he goes. Look, that you're afraid, as you just did, made you braver than most. You know, it's a step forward for Ezra. So you see in this episode, he's making small steps. I mean, you're seeing him grow a little bit in this, but you're also at one point saw him grow just a little bit too far because he he, he kind of touched something at the end of the episode where it's like, which I love the whole thing about him being cold, but you know, it, it's true. At this point, you get to see more of Ezra grow, going. And, and
3: mm-hmm. forward now, I'm, I'm just curious, because uh, I think we kind of glossed over it real quick. The the rebels our heroes return to um, to Fort Anaxes, which is the clone base on the asteroid from out of darkness. Yes, I thought it was kind of cool to uh, to revisit this and kind of made the uh, made the location seem a little bit more important than just some random spot that we got in a, in a one off episode a little bit back a little while back.
4: What? Because mm. they just wanted to drive a dagger even further into the Clone Wars fans. <laughs> 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 oh, Look oh, at so all damage, okay.
0: scattered no, everywhere. I mean, if we want to be cynical, <laughs> we could also say, yes, of course they did. It's also really cheap to reuse the same models from past episodes. Yeah. Episode. So then, so uh, first but of all, that's kind
3: of cool. So sorry, Stephen, <laughs> go ahead, and then I'll. No, I'll
0: I was gonna go say, say I, like that is the case, but I also thought it worked pretty well here.
2: Well, see, as I've always said, if you're going to call out something, you, you uh, make it a point to use it again. And this was a point in which they used it to a T, perfectly.
3: because yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. I well, mean, it, it, go ahead.
3: Okay, man, I, I feel bad, like complaining or nitpicking, but then a lot of people <laughs> really uh, like this episode Over the review show it aired. That's what but okay.
2: Yeah, but, yeah, I don't, I don't, so, I think. I, the way we're doing this we're nitpicking but we're also doing it not from you know really god this episode was this we're we're having a fun lighthearted nitpick about it that's true that's true Uh, okay so
3: on the one hand yeah I really like going back to this location and then we we realize that well it's not just the same location I mean it's literally the same location it's the exact uh, same you know two areas outside the base and just inside this dark hangar with the Mm. um uh with the creatures and that, that just slipped my mind the phrynox um wait wait okay hang on before
0: we go any farther we didn't have the name last episode can i just say how stupid <laughs> of a name phrynox is
3: can, like well they're no, supposed to no, look no, more similar than almost,
0: more same than family almost, as my i no i i don't buy it
2: <laughs> okay I got this off of that digital baseball card that they, they they release those digital baseball cards every once in a while, and that's where I got the name, and it was Knox Yeah. So no, it, you're that, right. It, it is a Frynox. Yeah.
0: That hurts me inside. <laughs>
4: <laughs> like maybe that, they're so it's... frightening, they're Knox <laughs> No, no, no. They, they, hey, they have a, a really big. I don't they know. They have but... an
3: official <laughs> explanation for it. Uh, yeah. Let me pull up the uh, the trivia guide again on Friday. I, on the I facts,
1: don't the believe that
3: part. there is Almost there. Example. Almost there. Um, so, stay on The creatures were called Garkors in the rough draft of the script. After viewing possible names related to bats, the next iteration became Knockfurs uh, with a Y, before finally setting on Frynok or Furnock. Actually, I'm sorry. I think we're saying it wrong. It's Furnock, F-Y-R. I know, so a name that sounds in the same scavenger family as Slinok. Gosh darn autocorrect.
0: Scavenger family? That's, <laughs> not, scavenger that's family. not a thing. <laughs> that's, like you Burn don't hocks. classify animals based on Burnout. like what, like, the sort of thing they do like that. You classify them on a genetic similarity.
3: Dr. (laughs) Steven.
0: Yes, you see, I actually have PhDs in both physics, uh, technology, and uh, zoology as well. There
3: you go. But not not English, because he said both, then listed three. (laughs) (laughs) I did not
0: ask for your opinion, William. (laughs) When you <laughs> have a PhD, you know. Ouch. I
4: was the grammar Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyway, where were we again?
3: It was yeah. just low hanging fruit. I just had to go for it.
4: Frynox. Okay.
3: Um, no, Fernox. So,
4: Fernox. Sorry.
3: Um, we're not frying the minox. Uh, I was no. uh so but...
2: Fernox. Yeah, yeah, but um, we parked no. in our T16 back home. Yeah, exactly.
3: Instead of uh, so we're, we're back on at Fort axis and it's the exact same location. It's not even like the same base with new locations inside of it. It's literally the same location. Oh. And so part of me was like, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, kind of disappointed that, I mean, I love returning to the locations and kind of ha- tying things in, but reusing the same set as like when you're playing a video game and you come back to the same level and you're just doing it in reverse and you're like, oh, I already did this. Now you're just making me go the other direction.
2: But it's the so, first season of a show. No, but can like use the stuff they reuse they can it reuse no. a lot. See, but I
0: I actually disagree. A lot of the previous episode took place on the outside, which it most certainly did not. Here, most they of this episode go
4: deeper into this. Well, yes, yeah, yeah, the so they built they built both
3: virtual sets. Right, they built the outside and they built the inside, and in, they built the actual out of darkness. They All land, outside, hard they walk inside, place. find the creatures oh, crap, run back outside and then have their defense outside the base. Now, this time they land outside, they quickly run inside, and then the last half of the episode takes place inside. So that's true. I mean, we do spend more time inside than, than, than previously, but it's really dark and you can't see much. It. it looks identical. There's not much to see in there. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, and Tom's sitting there shaking his head or nodding his head. He's like, "Yeah."
4: He's very no, animated. I'm,
2: no, I'm sorry. I'm banging my hand on the back of my chair because it's like, "Oh come on!" <laughs> I'm
3: sorry. Not not the nitpick, but I, and then I was thinking in like the last totally episode, nitpicking. yeah, this, we're what... back on the freeway again. It's the same freeway as in Spark of Rebellion. <laughs> in the middle of the freeway to nowhere. So I don't know. Reuse okay. is good, but it seems a little bit overkill. Okay, so that's okay. It didn't didn't damage my enjoyment of the episode. you like
2: to... hyperspace. Okay, oh God. Okay, let's not go revisit that one. Yeah, well, I'm, you have to, anyway. I'm sorry Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Somebody please take us to a different point.
0: Here. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take us to a completely different point for a moment. So once they land, we get a quick scene of the ghost docking with uh, Fulcrum's blockade runner. Yep. Um, Looks familiar. Court. I can't... Why can I not talk? Right, uh, keep wanting, thank you. Because <laughs> the blockader is not its technical name. Uh-huh. I don't know. I was going for the Corvelian for some reason. <laughs> anyway. Okay. The point is, yes. A relatively <laughs> familiar-looking Corvette, though I'm not sure if I'm ready to say for sure that it's Bail Organa.
2: Okay, well, put it this way. How could... Here would be my problem if it's Bail Organa. Okay, if we're considering... Falcrum's Bale Organa. That's cheap. Because they've already introduced Bale Organa and you saw Bale Organa. Why all of a sudden have him now be Fulcrum? I don't
4: think it's him. No. Nah.
2: I don't think it's him either. I,
0: think so. I, I don't think it's him. I would agree. I think that's a little too obvious.
2: Yeah. You know, I I think I think some of the the, the better um, uh, the, the the better ones out there it could be Mon Mothra if they're looking female you know I thought I saw it out there I I see you Aaron I see you sitting there saying uh,
4: well <laughs> it's Mothma not Mothra but oh yeah. sorry <laughs> okay no Mon Mothra <laughs> is a great diplomat from the <laughs> planet
0: Earth uh and a <laughs> incredibly <Godzilla laughs> most famous for fighting Godzilla yes
4: I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> no I. But,
0: well, uh, I missed no, that, I, so I, thank you for pointing that out, <laughs> Mon Mothra.
4: Um. Anyway, uh, I, I, I think it might be a similar ship because maybe this fulcrum, whoever he or she is, they may be doing the legwork for bail. Uh, so it's not ac- him directly, uh. but it may be, you know his his leg out in the actual rebels world without actually being in it himself
3: yeah or or i wonder if maybe it's maybe it's not bail at all right we as you said we already saw him in the series and it could be because they're trying to set it up or it could be someone else you know because i thought from what i I remember correctly there was a whole bunch of people who were uh upset at the empire and they all kind of joined forces Um, and to create the Rebel Alliance. So it's an alliance. It's a bunch of people who have allied together, you know, Um, a bunch of different rebellions. Um, And, you know, we saw this in, like, The Force Unleashed with Mon Mothma. Thank you. uh, (laughs) And Bail Organa and uh, Jarmdell Iblis, I believe it was, right? Uh, Uh, They all all allied together with uh, Starkiller um, and, uh, and, you know, Princess Leia was there as well. So I don't know. I don't know. It, it could be Bale or it, I'd almost rather have it be someone else though. Okay. I mean, it'd be so, cool to have it be Bale just because we know him.
0: I've so out. so I'm going to, I'm going to agree. I don't think it's Bale Organa.
2: It would be a cop. out.
0: However, I, I'm going to, I would bet money that this is someone who is very closely working with Bale.
2: Hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Given the Corvette is a very iconic ship, I don't think they'd want to really confuse that necessarily. And this ties it back into the first episode where we get R2 and Bale having a conversation. Now, we've talked about it being Ahsoka in previous episodes, and I still don't buy the fact that, hey, guys, if we turn up the pitch on the voice, it sounds like a girl's voice. Okay, but you had to change the pitch in the first place. (laughs) However, what if it's Leia?
2: I got a better idea. I got a really? better idea. Yeah. Yeah. As crazy as it sounds, we're leaving out one person, I think. Why could it not be Obi-Wan? Right.
0: I, I don't know why we didn't think about it. Uh, he's hanging
2: he's out on...
0: uh Bail Organa.
3: Uh, he, he's but, hanging out on
2: Tatooine. Well, I understand that. but <laughs> I know, but we don't know exactly what he did that whole time on Tatooine. We know a lot of it. I it think he Kenobi. pretty well
4: kept himself hermited down there.
2: <laughs> okay, but that that now is quote unquote legend if you read the book. Uh, yeah, so,
0: but, so I think. I'm
2: sorry, I'm. Look, I have to rubble. pick up for the for the Mothra comment. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> is throwing another left field curve.
0: We you know what, we should really just start a pool to see who we think Fulcrum is. <laughs>
3: Who do you think Fulcrum is? Post on uh, on, on Facebook or, or mention us on Twitter <laughs> with your guess for Fulcrum.
0: Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Um, more creative going. the better.
0: I'm what? Well, no, you want it to be accurate. Well, yes,
3: but if you you need be more creative and accurate.
0: Because if bad. you're going for just creative, like I well, think, say, oh, I think it's Bale.
3: Just a <laughs> yeah. if you st- like, honestly what? think it's Bale, say Bale. But
2: yeah. You know. <laughs>
4: To Revan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, a great idea.
2: that would be great.
0: Revan, it, it. I mean, the old republic is still going clearly, and they're coming up with the, the Revan expansion. At yeah. The, yeah. It's,
3: I think it's the sun from Mortis. Sun.
0: You think it's the Mortis sun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Anyway,
2: we need to. I think we need to reel we it back in. We yeah, do. We do. So okay. we
0: get our big battle on the. Uh, uh, I'm blanking. On the base, thank you. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Fernox.
0: I keep thinking Frynox. Yeah, <laughs> yes. the Furnox. Sorry.
2: Yeah. That, that that was that was spell check. Okay, I'm sorry no, about that.
0: that. I mean, they're equally. Awesome.
2: I thought that's how it was spelled. Retroactively updating the show notes.
4: Okay. Yep. Um. <laughs> whatever they're called. Yeah. Yeah. The important part they're, is they're the big
0: and Ezra and Kanan are using the little beast master abilities we saw in the previous episode, drawing mm-hmm. attention to those again, mm-hmm. and uh, are waiting for the Inquisitor and his uh, stormtroopers.
3: Yeah, so it, it was interesting to see Kanan basically force Ezra to kind of learn on the job and... Uh,
4: Trial and, by fire.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and kind of mind control the, the Furnox... Um, and he, he was almost eaten or attacked or, I don't know how you, what the Furnox would do, tear him apart. He was almost, he was almost uh, in in big trouble. Um, but he, he was able to, I guess, apologize to, well, (laughs) this is where it didn't make a whole lot of sense, right? So he, he's saying, you know, he, he's afraid, right? And, And doesn't really know why he can't, he can't take control of them and then and, and he's kind of t- trying to tell him something you know, one with the forest one with the forest and, and trying mm-hmm. to get himself in the in the in that mode um, and he admits that he's afraid of the truth and then says I'm sorry and SIBO like wakes up back on the ghost you know cross the galaxy probably at this point mm-hmm. and it's like I too am sorry forgive me for, for everything and I'm just wondering how did what is this connection between Ezra and Sebo and how did that unlock his ability to uh, take over the the
2: Furnox? Well, it, it seemed like it was a mental block, at least for Ezra, because the the thing that caught me was it's almost Kanan was almost yelling at him. It's like, what are you afraid of? Because not only was he yelling at him to try and get him to admit was what was the problem. But, you know, the the the, the Furnox were coming at them and if he wasn't going to take control of them, they were certainly going to be dead meat to these guys. Mm-hmm. So he at least tried to wake up Ezra saying, you know what, you have to admit what your problem is. So whatever finally broke down that barrier for Ezra to admit he was wrong or sorry and, and he was had that anger against SIBO for, you know, his parents being taken away by the Empire and SIBO didn't do anything to, to prevent that, that must have triggered some kind of force block on Sibo that kind of made him go so crazy.
0: I don't buy the Sibo angle of this because it doesn't make sense to me that Sibo and Ezra would have any sort of like force connection, which is really the only way to explain it. But I totally mm-hmm. buy that Ezra was blocked by his own fear.
2: Yes. But is like, it possible? Is, is Sorry, it possible? Sorry, is it possible that Ezra, let's just because the force is the force and he doesn't know if he had it at that point or whatever. He was so angry at SIBO that somehow he put some kind of forced suggestion or forced block in SIBO that it took him this point to where he needed to admit he was sorry to break it down. Throwing it out.
0: I have trouble with it because SIBO was like that before Ezra met him. Oh, and they, very they, too, they kind of, of that established that, that it's like, yeah, this is this is because of all of the uh, like all the information that SIBO downloaded into his brain. Mm. So that's I have I have trouble with that explanation. I I honestly can't say why it happened.
2: I just thought I'd try something. There has to be an explanation. you know.
3: Aaron, do you do you have any theories on this the SIBO connection?
4: Well, I think Tom was on something good we we don't see sibo until Ezra realizes that he's who the Empire is looking for so so he later in the episode he's he's confessing to Hera he's like the the information that he escaped with was not the point he wanted to come I guess maybe find Ezra and that's why he left or he he wanted to tell tell Ezra what he found about his parents. He said he found that, uh, mm-hmm. uh, information or, or file or something. Mm-hmm. So it, Tom's explanation could be possible because we don't see Sibo until, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tom, <laughs> um, <laughs> until, uh, Ezra has, Ezra has made that connection. So he could have been kind of like projecting that block before we, we meet Sibo actually, and then it, because uh, later when he does forgive him, it it's kind of unlocked and, Oh, he can think and speak freely like a rational person again.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah. Uh, that, I, I mean, I, that, I guess one explanation is, is just that kind of cliche filmmaking style where, you know, someone makes a comment and someone else makes a very similar comment that aren't, Maybe connected to each other, but they tend to flow nicely in the show, thereby kind of skating around the whole. Do they somehow have a connection? And Sibo is actually able to hear Ezra's apology, or maybe Sibo bugged Ezra somehow and put a mic on him. <laughs> um,
2: I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. No. I'm not quite sure. I buy that one.
2: No, I, I don't buy that either. But but also, oh, what well, when we
4: hear that little that little whistle when. Uh... When Ezra uses the Force, that mm-hmm. when he when Sibo uh, hears it, he has that little whistle there. So,
2: and also if Darth Vader can actually strangle an admiral from across the galaxy, <laughs> then Ezra should be that because okay, look at it this way: they they're still kind of playing with the Force and trying to get a better explanation of it now in 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 this now universe. So maybe Ezra is that powerful. To where he can, within the force, and whatever he did to SIBO, he can project his thoughts back and forth across the galaxy to SIBO. And SIBO can hear him. Mm. I mean, I'm trying to do the rational explanation other than suspension of disbelief.
0: Well, Tom, as you said earlier, it moves the story forward. That's <laughs> <often. laughs>
2: The whole point of writing a story is to keep it moving forward, yeah. and you and you just you know, it just it just move forward, you
4: know. So, I'd buy it, Tom.
2: Thank you.
3: <laughs> so, uh, Hera, Zeb, <laughs> and Sabine. <laughs> um, Deliver Sibo to Fulcrum, and once again, Sabine and Zeb are not allowed to. We- uh, sorry, I- I'm actually fixing the show notes because I realize it's not doesn't have a serial comma, and that, that that's bugging <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> but a little behind the scenes stuff there. But uh, yeah, uh, they still can't meet Fulcrum. Um, and Fulcrum. Do we is- know
4: if? Do we know if Hera has actually met? fulcrum has it has it been implied i get the
1: feeling she has had. yeah no because remember uh, it uh,
3: uh, fulcrum offered to stick around in out of darkness and then Hera implied that she had guests with her uh, namely sabine and uh and when she got there fulcrum was gone yep so i i think they have met mm-hmm.
1: okay
2: yeah that's the so. feeling i get too <laughs>
1: okay
2: yeah you know but it's the the thing that after Hera sat and told Zeb and Sabine, hey, you know, you're not going to meet him, and she's taking Sibo in to, you know, turn them over to the Rebellion or to Fulcrum, it's like it gets to a point to where Hera's like, you know what, you know, here's Sibo feeling bad for everything about, you know, Ezra Pritchard. Do we finally we finally hear his last name in this episode, correct? No, we've, known his, we've known his last name. Oh, okay, sorry. Well, I guess-
3: actually, it's a, good, it's a good question. Has it ever been spoken in the show? I'm
2: pretty sure. Right. I'm pretty sure it has. I
4: think so, yeah.
2: Okay. I guess it was the first time I I paid attention, but it it got to a point to where Hera was just like, you know, if there's something you want to tell, if something you want to tell Ezra, tell me. So now Hera knows the secret. Hera knows what actually happened to Ezra's parents. And naturally they cut it off right then and there because we don't even know. So that's going to be something that has to be brought up later.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. No, I think that's going to play a big part in the rest of the season. I think it will. Mm-hmm.
2: Just as long as they don't play it up in every episode. Oh, by the way, Ezra, I got to tell you something. <laughs> Ezra! Yeah, but,
3: gonna... So, I mean, <laughs> I, I will I will skip ahead a little bit. At, at the end of the episode, Sabine <laughs> delivers a holodisc to Ezra with a picture of him, most likely when he was, I don't know, between five and seven, is my guess, four and seven, um, before his parents were captured. Uh, and, and you know he's like climbing on his, his, his parents' shoulders and, and hanging out with them. So we actually see what his parents looked like. Um,
4: totally not a clone.
3: Totally not a clone. No, not a clone. <laughs> pretty 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 nice sure he's not a clone at this point. <laughs> um,
4: I, I'm not gonna say that. I mean
3: you know. Like maybe unless he it got a perm. Dr. father. Or well, it
0: could have been we've seen Dr. clones father. with hair before. Not wavy hair. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, have we ever seen clones that have long hair? That's not exactly military issue.
4: Uh, cut the long hair. <laughs>
0: well, obviously we don't remember cut, so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> anyway.
3: So yeah, so I mean, we we do get some details about them. We don't know if they're alive, but at least we now know what they look like, and that seems to kind of quell the theories of, you know. Could Still be a clone, but it's kind of doubtful. His mom is definitely human and uh does not look like anybody we've seen thus far. Um, so not a whole lot there, at least in terms of revelations. But the uh, the whole what happened to them plotline I'm sure will still be picked up
2: mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the season.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I- I'd like to get to the fight scene in that hangar. But She's you're right. Like,
3: you're right. I'm sorry. I, I, I forgot, though. I mean, at the end of the episode and before we get to that fight scene.
2: Yeah, uh, hey, there is
3: still something import. else that that Hera wants to tell Ezra because she never did actually pass that message along. No, uh, no. she was about to and Kanan cut her off saying we need to talk. Kind of dropping in a
2: little um, cliffhanger of, of sorts. OK, now that's getting a little tiring. <laughs> because he said that many, many times before that we've got to talk. One of these days, I want to be a fly on the wall and listen to that conversation. <laughs> yeah, probably.
3: Yes. Yes. Probably not going to happen until um, last. Yeah, episode, I know. So it's the next. I know. But the fight, the fight. The, I mean, fight the whole scene. reason they went to um, the four annexes. Right.
2: Now, I, I I have to say, this is where I think the Inquisitor kind of shows. You get to see more about the Inquisitor because. I love how he, he, you know, you see the Star Destroyer and, and that literal call back to, was it Jedi where you see the Emperor's, no, yes, Jedi shuttle. where you see the shuttle come out of the Star Destroyer. You kind of see the same thing happen here with the Inquisitor and the shuttle come down to the base. But I really love how it's like he comes out and he's just like, you know what, <laughs> this should be nothing. I mean, just looks at the stormtroopers and like, you know, keep them contained. I want these guys alive. And it's like, this is going to be such easy, easy pickings. I'm going to take these guys. Well, wait a minute. I sense. And what does he do? He looks up and there's Kanan and Ezra and Jedi meditation and these fur behind him. Now, OK, that looked kind of cheesy. I thought it was
3: kind of cool. I have to be negative, negative guy again. <laughs> it was
2: interesting. But, but I don't
3: know. Having him sit there like, wow, pointing their
2: hands out. I guess. Okay, oh, if you were a teenager a, and you had the ability just yeah, want something that, like that saying, go forth and attack them. Kanan's not yeah. a teenager and he was well, doing you, it.
0: Well, you can't, <laughs> you can't like, complain about that now just because it looked cheesy here because they did that in the previous episode too. And it's 100% in line with how Jedi tend to use the Force. Like, yes, we we've established that you don't need to actually include the physical movements, but it obviously helps the Jedi focus their abilities. We know Darth Vader can choke you out with your, his mind, but he likes doing the little gesture too because it freaks people out. Sure,
3: sure. And sure. it
0: keeps <laughs> him focused.
3: Right. Okay.
0: So like, I yeah. Mean, it looks, it, it looks it, easy, in the scale
3: I'm... of you know minor issues to hyperspace, dropping out of hyperspace, <laughs> this is very low on the on the scale. <laughs> <Sorry.
1: laughs> wow. <Well. laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. Uh, oh man. Okay. okay. All right, so I'm, um... <laughs> I'm going I'm to ask you then, William. Okay, so what did you think about watching Kanan battling the Inquisitor? Yeah, no, that... kidding. Oh, jeez. I am
3: kidding. Gonna, no, was no, no. Ask... It, was, it was a cool fight. It was a cool fight. Okay, please, it was a cool please.
2: fight. But 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 the one thing it does it does show really how unskilled Kanan is because you could just so tell that the Inquisitor the Inquisitor could walk all over him.
4: He's sure. backpedaling. He can't get his footing right. Yeah. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know I think that. He he never went through his all completed his formal training. Mm. Yeah. So
0: I like this worked really well as an extension of their last fight where uh, on the ship, we definitely saw the Inquisitor playing with him. And this just confirmed it 100 percent. Right. Like it it wasn't even close.
4: Yeah. He's not even he's hardly even trying, really. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And it got to the point to where, you know, you knew Kanan was just like, oh, what do I have to do? And he's like, wait a minute, I'm going to pull out my blaster.
3: Oh, I, I love that scene. That was It was yeah. almost like Indiana Jones style. You know? Yeah. But he, yep. he, he's just not willing to, he's not afraid to fight dirty. You know, mm-hmm. They're fighting with lightsaber. He's like, oh, we got our blades locked. So what do you do? Why hasn't anybody else done this before? Pull out your lightsaber and just shoot the guy when your blades are locked. <laughs> not a bad idea. But no, didn't work. Such
4: an uncivilized weapon. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. But for Kanan, it works. Because he, well, he's, he's not
3: very uh, civilized.
2: Uh, <laughs> no.
3: And it also didn't
2: work. No, it didn't work, it, it no, it didn't work well. quickly. Um, but it, it kind of seems with Kanan, he's he's kind of walking that line to where he's he's very uncivilized, but he's trying to he's trying to be the Jedi that that he's supposed to be naturally. But it it, it works and it's. It's so fun within this episode. I want to get back to the Inquisitor because the Inquisitor is getting to the point where he's trying to convert Ezra to the dark side. You know, it's just it's just so. I'm really liking this character. I'm liking the voice actor. I'm liking uh, I'm sitting here writing up the show notes and every once in a while. I'm like pausing and the facial expressions on him with his teeth are just they're having fun with this character.
3: Mm hmm. Oh, I the Inquisitor has to be one, probably my favorite character on the show
2: right now. Yeah,
4: I'm glad the roles aren't reversed for um, Callus and well, maybe, okay, not the roles necessarily, but the voice actors because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jason Isaacs uh, is the Inquisitor and he's you know this very light and haha I'm totally going yes. to beat you and you're not going to be able to do anything about it. Right, he's just very like too bad. Whereas the uh, Agent Callus is very dark and heavy and go find these rebels right now, you know. So they could have easily reversed those and we would have gotten a very different inquisitor, but yes. I, I think this makes him a lot more fun to watch as a bad guy. <laughs> oh, definitely. And, and of course, and Jason think, Isaacs is just good anyway, but yeah. yes.
2: Yeah. And, and I think it helps in, in, in a very subtle way, how men menacing the character is,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which really works because it's like he, he can charm you, in an instant, but in, but stab you in the back that second later. That's what's best about this mm-hmm. character, you know. So I'm, I'm really liking it. Definitely. Yeah. So
3: the I mean, the rest of this fight was pretty interesting. Once again, the Inquisitor is trying to convert Ezra to the dark side. Um, you know, he's he. Cannon drops his lightsaber, he's on the ground, Ezra tries to pick it up and then gets knocked away immediately, kinda of, again, showing how powerful uh, he is. Uh and you know, he's talking as they saying, you know, the darkness is too strong for you, orphan it'll swallow you up, your master will die, your friends will die, and everything you hope for will be lost. This is the way the story ends.
2: I loved I actually loved that that whole mm-hmm. those sentences right there. That was mm-hmm. well acted. He, he's almost like a combination of, of Vader and the Emperor combined, you yes.
3: Your yes. friends up there on the sentry
2: moon are walking into a trap. And, and it was almost him. it was almost the same cadence. It
4: almost the same cadence. I, the alliance the <laughs> <communication machine. laughs> you know... <laughs> uh, Impression hour <laughs> coming that up next. Apparently. <laughs>
0: See, the problem is, I, I um, like, anytime you mention impressions to William, it just... <laughs> It doesn't stop. Like, he has to do every <laughs> single one before <laughs> he finishes. <laughs>
1: so I, That's yeah, like, once you, when I realized, oh, so wow, you just led right into that other line. That. And
3: once you start saying that line, you just can't stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, wait. Okay, so. But uh, um, it was kind of like a combination of the two of them. And, uh, yeah, it was just, oh, it, Jason Isaacs as the Inquisitor is so good.
1: So yeah. fun.
3: Yeah, and then the lighting in this scene. See, I, I actually liked a lot of things in this episode. For the record, the lighting <laughs> in the scene was awesome. Like the blue and the red from the lightsabers playing off of his face,
4: off the and inquisitor's that open face. Gorged behind Ezra, really yeah. lights up the uh, inquisitor. Mm-hmm. He's even Wait, more see, scary.
2: But that was another thing that was cool about this because I think that is the second time we've seen a red and blue lightsaber together because that was almost that was a callback to. Uh, Anakin in Episode Three, where he was fighting with uh, Dooku's lightsaber. Oh wait a minute, yeah, Dooku li- his lightsaber and Dooku's lightsaber. Well, but yeah, and, and Episode Two, we've we've seen it a number of times. Yeah, in, uh, yeah the, but the, it's Dooku and it, it's it's still cool to see that. Yeah. Especially when he was walking and he had the lightsabers down at his side. Oh, he had a he had mm-hmm. a
3: double bladed light, lightsaber on one side, and there, dragging
2: and them the,
4: on the ground.
3: The,
2: yeah. yeah. It was it was really good. Uh, but that leads into like the
3: big pivotal moment I guess you could say of of the episode where Ezra is getting really upset and frustrated and so he uses the force to summon this giant Freinock Furnock
2: Furnock. Furnock. not Frynock. it's a Furnock Furnock. and
3: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, auto-correct hey
2: wait a minute, this isn't the Apple auto-correct, this is the (laughs) sorry
3: (laughs) so (laughs) So this this giant furnock appears, right? Mhm. And uh and, and at this point Canaan kind of half wakes up and says, you know, Ezra, no. Which mm. on the one hand I get cuz he's he's fresh he's ups- upset and angry. But on the other hand I don't know. Like they were already using these creatures to attack. All he did was get a bigger creature.
0: So but- <clears throat> I think the difference here is, like, we were one,
3: like, 10, there's, I guess.
0: No, I don't even think it's that. I think it's that Ezra dipped into the dark side when he did this. Mm-hmm. That's what Kanan is reacting to. That's what the Inquisitor's reacting to.
4: Yeah, and... the look on his face. Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> and the Inquisitor even called it out. I think the Inquisitor did call it out about you know it's the dark side thing he could feel he could he could feel that the darkness is coming i'm going to take it and just mold that's what he was going for
4: do you think he felt that right then at that moment or was it earlier when he said i feel or i sense or you know whatever i
2: i think it was probably at that that moment because he really he really got the sense of it because Ezra was really I mean he was levitating those and this was the cool thing about the animation not only did you see that big fur knot come out of the ground as a big meanie but you also saw like the little pebbles and stuff which we've seen before kind of rise up as well so he's very powerful in the force yes William Oh no, I was trying to get my camera to focus focus. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I thought you were like (laughs) I
3: got something I want to say (laughs) No, no, no (laughs) It it was not focusing properly and it was driving me crazy (laughs) A little more behind the scenes stuff for you listeners that we probably won't edit out um, for time because it's kind of interesting Um, Please continue, Tom
2: Well, I've lost my train of thought, continue Uh,
3: (laughs) Someone (laughs) else pick it up, go, go Yeah, so, so Ezra's like Use the, the the dark side the animation. Uh, the, the... Oh, yeah,
2: okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. The animation, you know, and, and it was, it was, they did a great job animation wise in this. But I, what I really liked about this was it got to a point where Ezra, and, and you see this with Kanan too, they are not powerful enough in the force to where they can continue at a certain point. They get, um, they get fatigued and they, they collapse. And in this case, Ezra got so into it, dark side or light side, he got so into using that force, he just collapsed. Yeah. Luckily, he didn't fall over the edge or the <laughs> show would be over, but he just <laughs> collapsed. And then Kanan was just like... He was out cold. Yeah, he was out cold. And But it happened at just a point to where that big meanie was attacking the Inquisitor that gave Kanan enough time to go pick him up and start taking him away. But I really like the... You know, when Ezra wakes up is like, Kanan, what happened? I feel so cold. Because that is another call back to um, uh, God! Empire Strikes Back where you've got Luke going into, you know, he's going into where Yoda sends him and it's like, I feel cold. So you can tell in this case, they're really pulling into that the dark side. It, it's It's cold. It's like emotionless.
3: Uh, it actually kind of reminds me in some ways of Anakin's line from the Phantom Menace. You know, when, when Yoda says, how feel you? How feel you? And and, and Anakin says, cold, sir. Yep. Uh, which was kind of interesting. I don't know if he was at that point sensing the, the dark side or, or what. But, a
4: little foreshadowing, well, just for fun. <laughs> <yeah>. A little <laughs> foreshadowing, but
2: also, also I think it was – well, no, because it was Padme with Anakin in the starship – when Anakin was cold because he was true. on a warm planet. That is true. There's also that. Yeah, there's that as well. But it was it was fun. I mean, it was interesting to see him say that he was cold, but Kanan was just like, you know what? I know it's okay. Grabs him, and they're leaving. And it was the perfect time to leave because you have the phi-knock. <laughs> you have the big meanie. Fur-knocks? Fur-knock. The, the, the big fur-knock is keeping the... Inquisitor, you know, the the Inquisitor busy so they can make their escape. And Kanan grabs his lightsaber as they walk out the door. You know, the Inquisitor sees that they're getting ready to get into the Phantom and in a way not kills the big Furnock, big meanie, but he, you know, kind of gets the, you know, Furnock away and he turns and this is, I have to say, I am loving his lightsaber. The way the Inquisitor throws out lightsaber and the sound effects, and just the effects period of it.
1: I'm
2: mm-hmm. loving every minute of that. <laughs> I'm all talked impression. out. I'm talked out. <laughs> we got a little bit to go. <laughs> we're so close, though. I know, we're so close. Okay, I'll take it from this point point so you got kanan and ezra they finally get inside the phantom the 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 blade comes flying by kanan takes his lightsaber to flex it and gets inside and he's getting out and they're escaping and i love this line because here is kanan shoots the lambda shuttle and the inquisitor says my master would not be pleased,
4: not pleased. Who yeah is that
2: god it must be darth vader because i doubt the emperor would be like lo- well Who's to say what the emperor would say? It would have to be Darth Vader. Hmm.
4: I don't know. I would think so. Anybody?
0: I mean, I would guess Vader as well, but we'll, we'll have to see.
4: Does the emperor know?
2: That's a good question. <laughs> But.
4: I was going to say something on the previous point. Um, go ahead, if, if if it's okay to.
2: Oh no, practice, go ahead. But... No,
0: it's not just. Yeah, the way we backtrack... Yeah. Don't you realize we follow the episode in a strict linear panner with no distractions
4: <laughs> yes, whatsoever. I'm just terribly out of line. But um, back when uh, when when Ezra is you know coming up with all this dark side power all you know out of nowhere because he's just in the moment crazy angry and and scared and things. That was a lot of power to draw on. It looked like the way that they just kind of he he kind of resonates there. He's he's very very uh, you can see anger in his eyes and he's of course called this big meanie up. I'm not going to say the name. Um. <laughs> uh. So so to me that seems kind of whew, like I don't know that that it would also bring somebody else's attention to him and having all this power like. You know, maybe Darth Vader would have felt that. It would have been a little... uh There would have been a miss. big
2: disturbance <laughs> in the Force. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I I could see it. I could see it definitely. On top of losing a shuttle, yeah, I could see Darth Vader, two things calling to attention right there. <laughs> First would be Ezra p- pulling the dark side, and then, you know what? You let this kid go with that much dark side power, and you lost the shuttle at the same time.
4: <laughs> yeah, because well, he's you're gonna think... have to call for help from somebody. Come that's get me. That's true. Me up.
2: <laughs> somebody does have to come and pick him up. Whatever stormtroopers are left over, and and then whatever mess is left over from those meanies.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry, that's funny.
2: <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <clears throat>
4: Excuse me. Back before the show started, I thought it was funny. Somebody wanted to keep a running tally of how many stormtroopers by the dust?
3: <laughs>
4: <You> know, <laughs> that's a, a good
3: point. <laughs> not much. Not not in this episode, but just in the show in general.
4: Yeah. Hmm. It, the whole, well, I think it was the spark of, of rebellion. Somebody was like, so who's going to keep tally of all the stormtrooper, mm-hmm. uh, you know, explosions and all this stuff. And I'm like, no. <laughs> that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. And you know, with the Clone Wars, we're, we are always hoping that the clones would live. And in this one, we're like, kill them, kill them! You know, all the stormtroopers now. So It's just, yeah, that's kind of flipped. They're
4: not clones, though.
3: No, they're not. They're not, they're not stormtroopers. Star- oh, they've been recruited. Uh, they're not the lovable clones. No. Obviously so, guess, not.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then I, I guess the last thing about this is we've got, once Ezra and Kanan start talking about it, the thing I found fascinating was, Ezra really couldn't remember much.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is, I think... A little more evidence that it's dark side related.
1: Yeah.
0: -hmm. It was a great moment of emotional trauma. And Canon's lines about not preparing him, I thought, were indicative of that as well. Yep. That, you know, it was was not a good time for you. Like, you were under stress. And we, like, I did not prepare you well enough to, like, be tempted by the dark side. And, oh, by the way, we should probably fix that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, again, he turns to Hera and says, we need to talk. So maybe they're going to talk about fixing that issue. Don't know how. I doubt
4: we'll be privy to that conversation, though. No. Uh, of course not.
2: Dang it. Again, I'd like to be a fly on the wall to listen to that conversation. But if Sabine can't meet Fulcrum, do you think I'll be a fly on the wall? No. So are <laughs> are we to a point where we uh, we can review the uh, give our womp rat ratings? Or is there let's, anything let's else? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I'm ready. Aaron, how about you go first? Oh, not the spot.
4: <laughs> well, um you can defer. I thought it was uh, no, that's fine. Okay. I thought it was really, really um a maybe the best episode we've seen yet, just because of all of the build up that it got in the previous episode. And we got to see some of that come to fruition and some of it not. Um mm-hmm. of course leading into other episodes later on down the road. So I think it's good that it's building this momentum um, this early in the show. It's really, of course, just got me hooked. Of course, didn't take much, but um, <laughs> they've got all the clone buckets everywhere. But uh, I'd I really like their tone that they took with it, especially considering how dark it got uh, dealing with Ezra and his, his parents and maybe being gone, maybe not. Um, and then this dark battle with the Inquisitor and learning what uh, Ezra's true potential is, uh, dark side or not. Mm-hmm. So I really, really enjoyed this one. Looking forward to more like it. I say I would give, mm, how about a conservative eight Womp Rats? And they were in the shuttle that exploded, so they're crispy <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're crispy critters
4: crispy (laughs) or they're you know gonna be food for the big meanies
2: that's true oh man you know what you took what i was gonna do to my
4: waffle. i'm sorry
2: that's, That's okay. what happens when
4: you let me go first. You know what? I'll
2: figure out something else. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> I know uh, that was that was my bad. I'll I'll take responsibility for that one. I'll, I'll take it. And because of that, I guess I'll go second because that way nobody will take the second thing I was going to probably do with it, <laughs> which I make it up on the spot. By the way, um, I like the episode for what it was. I can't suspend disbelief. Although I do have that one section of the leaving hyperspace that reminded me of Star Trek, sorry people, but that did pop out there. Um, I I liked what really sold this episode for me was the Inquisitor. I really liked him in this episode. I like how the episodes are proceeding. I really like how you know this was a great two-parter. This is a good way to end this first part of the season, going into the second part of it in January. Ended very well, very strong. I'm going to give this episode, I'm going to agree with Aaron, I'm going to give it an eight. I'd like to give it higher, um, but it's because of the suspension of disbelief that I'm going to say okay. And that little bit of stuff that was in there, I am going to give it an eight. Um, I am going to take my eight Womp Rats. I am going to stall for a little bit because I'm trying to figure, ah, you know what? I am going to take my eight Womp Rats. I'm going to have them running around telling Sabine and Zeb, we know who Fulcrum is. We know who Fulcrum is the (laughs) whole time because they know.
0: Just seems mean.
2: Well, at least I didn't torture them because I could have fed them to the meanies. It's true. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So, but yeah, they're going to run around because they know who Fulcrum is. So Stephen William, who wants to go next?
3: Uh, I'll go next. Um okay. So yeah, I I I I'm conflicted about this episode. I loved Empire Day. I really did, loved it. Uh, I watched when I, my first viewing of Gathering Forces was unfortunately like it was a. It was a I watched the Monday night after uh, it went up on Watch Disney XD, mm. um, and I was. I was busy. I was, you know, I couldn't start it until like 1230 AM or something that night. And I was so tired. I was starting to like fall asleep. It wasn't the episodes fault. It was my fault really. And so I kind of came on going, eh, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't as good. And I, I saw the, the reaction to it afterward. People were like, Oh, this is amazing. And you know, the such a great, <clears throat> uh, second half of, uh, of this two parter and a great episode of rebels. But and so I thought, well, maybe it was because I was tired, but on rewatching it, it was better than I remembered, but not as as great, I think, as as some of the hype it's it's received thus far. Uh, I think Empire Day and uh, Rise of the Old Masters were far superior episodes. This was certainly enjoyable. Uh, Some neat character development for Ezra, but there were some issues I didn't like as well. We've talked about those enough, uh, so I won't go into those again. Um but a couple little minor or not so minor nitpicks with, with the episode itself. Um, so overall it was, it was an enjoyable episode for sure, but, uh, not quite, uh, not quite on the scale of, of empire day, which I gave, uh, an 8.5. Yeah. You know, last time. So I'm going to go with actually 7.5. Womp rats, still enjoyable, but not, um, not a perfect yep. episode. And, um, these Womp Rats are, uh, and hopefully I didn't, correct me if, I, if you guys already did this, but I'm just going to, while I'm flying through space in hyperspace, kick the Womp Rats out the, uh, the airlock and uh, uh, let them uh, somehow <laughs> decelerate into real space. Hmm. All seven and a half. Hopefully they survive. But Maybe they're in an escape pod or something, so they, they're probably going to be okay. Maybe lost in space somewhere, but just what happens when Womp Rats... Go from hyperspace to uh, to real space. we will find out. <laughs> and I'm tuned. sure Dr. Steven would uh, be very interested in the results. <laughs> I... Science will progress
0: this day. Science.
3: Speaking of Dr. Steven, what's You're your
0: show? <laughs> so I actually feel bad because I'm going to be like – I, I like I feel about the same as you, William, but I'm I actually feel like it deserves a slightly lower score. See, I thought
3: I was I, I thought I was being I, a little generous, but
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's like the thing is, is like I I really did enjoy the episode. It was just that after Empire Day, I didn't feel like they delivered as strong as I would have liked. Like when we think of the last time Kanan and the Inquisitor actually came together and clashed and fought, it was a really like big moment and really epic. And this time, I just I didn't get that same feeling out of it. And so I I just kind of, I just feel a little disappointed by it, I think. Like, it was good. It was enjoyable. I would, like, I would watch it again. But I don't, like, I don't feel desired like it was, you know, like one of the great episodes of Rebels. They're not the best. I still think the uh, the old masters holds that, at Mm -hmm. least for the moment. Yeah. Uh, So I think I'm going to give it six and a half.
3: Ooh, even lower.
0: I debated going
3: with, like, a seven. See, like, I'll give seven point night... five because I gave I gave like Out of Darkness seven and a half. I don't know. I, I kind of did think Out of Darkness is better though.
0: Like I I always feel ah, whatever like
3: I'll the, leave it the way it is. But
0: I, I don't remember. <laughs> Someone pointed out to us once that I tend to to rate a little on the lower side occasionally. So I feel like that's probably happening here.
3: I think it was Brent Freeman who pointed <laughs> that out. Was wasn't Brent it? Friedman. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I really I did enjoy this episode, and I, like if every Rebels episode was this, I would be satisfied. But I, I don't feel like we've hit that mo- part of the Clone Wars where, like, I just come away wowed after the episodes, you know? Mm. But uh, that being said, I have to choose something to do with my Womp Rats. And I have a secret to reveal to all of you. Uh-oh. Fulcrum is a team of rebel Womp Rat spies.
2: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So they're not oh, boy. Bots, they're Womp Rats. <laughs> See, Fulcrum, the
0: whole idea is they make the Empire think it's just one person, when in fact it's a team of people, of creatures, (laughs) fighting injustice across the galaxy. (laughs) Okay. Very smart, Wompress. Wow. Exactly. Genetically experimented on, as we saw in the uh, Raid Squadron series. (laughs) Works for me. Anyway.
2: <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, we have coming up on the... I was going to say coming up on the Clone Wars. No! Coming up on Ion... Uh,
3: <laughs> no, we don't have anything coming up on Ion Cannon. We're... This is the last episode before the break. Well... Because we're a week ahead up, with, when they air... But coming up um, on
4: Yeah, we could yeah,
3: it, it, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, this is coming up on Ion Cannon, the next episode of Ion Cannon. Okay. Rebels, the next episode, will not air until uh, January 5th. So we've got uh, a little bit of a wait in store oh. for us. Although I wonder, we might not have to wait quite that long. And December 28th might be the day we can continue watching if uh, they keep no, putting stuff up on don't. early on Disney. Wait, December 5th? Sorry, I'm, I'm just realizing, Rebels returns January 5th. That's a fright. No, I'm looking at the wrong calendar. <laughs> uh, never mind. Um, December 29th is when... Uh, It'll hopefully be up on watch Disney XD. So we not quite as, as long of a wait as we thought, but because it goes up now a week early. Mm. Um, I was kind of surprised to see that. Hey, guess what? That's it. <laughs> we even get, get to go into this episode knowing that it was the the last one, the mid season finale. Um, but we'll be back in uh, in just over a month with a new episode of mm. Rebels and Ion Cannon in the meantime We might try to sneak in some other reviews Maybe of uh, a new Dawn, Which you still want to review and Tarkin um, yep. we've, been,
2: we've been holding that one
3: There uh, is a new Lego
2: special that Premiered this past weekend and that's, want to Try that again that is true uh, Actually I,
3: can... I, I I wasn't as big a, I, I kind of got bored of them And then I just I hadn't watched the Two most recent ones believe it or not And then last weekend I finally caught Up and there was actually Some funny moments um, I, I was surprised. I actually enjoyed a, a couple of the moments. Uh, like there was one where, uh, I think the emperor was talking about Kashyyyk and Darth Vader mentioning, like, oh, oh, it's Kashyyyk. And it's, you know, start talking about what, what system it's in and how it's, how the planet's name is pronounced. And the emperor just looks at him and those Star Wars nerd or something like that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> one of us, one of us. Uh,
3: so that was kind of funny. Um, we have topics we can. Yeah, cover. we have plenty of stuff we're gonna discuss. But yeah, no mean, this, new... this was the whole
0: point. We did Ion Cannon is because we exactly. want to talk about things other than Rebels and Clone yep. Wars occasionally. Exactly. Yep. So.
3: Anyway, uh, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything you want to talk about before we uh, close out? Anything you want to plug?
0: Like I was going to say, that's a really toward... dangerous thing to say. Like, Aaron, do you want to talk about anything? <laughs> Actually, yes. I <Why> got this <laughs> uh, essay I was writing, and I was wondering if you guys get to proofread it for me on air.
4: <laughs> um, I'm just really excited for Celebration 7.
3: Oh, can't wait. Ditto.
4: Yes. I've got Ditto. my hotel reservation. I've got my ticket. I just have to buy my plane ticket. Nice.
3: Um, I have to buy my plane ticket too. No, uh, I think no. media registration is supposed to be confirmed as of today? recording so, this so we'll, we'll see oh so i need to check my email um but uh yeah i can't wait celebration anaheim just a few months away we'll and be we're there. all
2: gonna be there all for the first time yep for the first time we're all gonna be there for the first Thank time you. ever
0: for the first time <laughs> for the last time
2: no 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 no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> all
0: right, all, steven
3: man, come on when will then oh. be now
0: Thank you. Tom gets it. It's a Spaceballs reference. Thank you.
3: <laughs> and there's a definite reason why I get that. Yes. Yes. So, um, Aaron, yeah, thanks again. Uh, do you want to plug your Twitter account or anything? Not, uh, no problem.
4: Uh, yeah, just uh, follow me, Vera Jexgard. Um, you guys retweet me a lot, so I won't have to spell it, right? <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> no. unless unless you want to but uh no that's okay
0: thanks Uh, for joining
2: us this is cool
4: yeah
0: yeah always nice to have you back
2: on you are welcome anytime
4: well thank you for inviting me Uh, no problem if my schedule allows i know i've i've got kind of a funky work schedule from you know the rest of normal
3: people so um (laughs) well it worked out i just messaged you i guess was it yesterday uh, maybe was two it days yesterday? ago. I don't know. It was with very, very last minute, and it's like, hey, or I was, oh, I don't have a guest lined up for the episode. Aaron, <laughs> you want to join?
4: Sure, that was perfect. Like, you know, on the weekend when I can, you know, not be at work. <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah.
4: Usually helps.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. So it was fun. I, think... I love it. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. Visit our website, ioncannoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in touch with us by emailing contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or their respective trademark or copyrights. Any and all opinions expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans for fans and is copyright 2014.